Technology on a Sunday morning is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> we had a power outage here yesterday and that things and then. Welcome, Christ Community Church. It's good to see you. Good to see everybody that's online with us this morning as well. Joining us by Facebook and YouTube, we think. Uh, those were all so weird this morning and we were getting messages we've never seen before. So look, we're just going to charge forward and celebrate the Lord, hear from the Word, and uh, if all else fails, hopefully we're, we, have, we punch the recording button because uh, we'll post it later if we can. So anyway, if you're a guest with us today, particularly glad that you are here hanging out with us. There's a lot of things you could do with your time, but if you've chosen to spend it with us, we are honored that you did so. We've got a few things for you. Uh, if you're joining us either here or online, you can uh, run over to our website at c3ak.com slash hello. And that's our little digital welcome card, uh, connect card. We'd just like to know that you're with us. And uh, send us, you know, fill that out. It'll come to our email and we'll message you back and uh, offer to pray for you and things like that. So would really love it if you did that because we always want to know who's joining us, especially for the first time or maybe third or fourth time, but you still haven't sent us a connect card. We'd still like to know, all right? Uh, then if you've got... Uh, little ones at home, maybe hanging out. I know a uh, major part of our community have been keeping them home, and we're totally supporting you in that and your choices. But we provide some resources each week. You can find those at c3ak.com slash kidprint. And uh, you can print that stuff out at home, some activities for the young ones. And uh, glad that we have that to offer to you as well. And then uh, finally, kind of as our welcome here, we love to pray for you and with you. And so more folks have been taking advantage of this in the past few weeks, and I appreciate that because uh, normally, if you haven't been with us or haven't been a part of us, when we were meeting here full time and everything was normal, we have a prayer tree that we put out, and people every week just hang prayer requests on those, and we pray over those each and every week. And uh, we have thousands and thousands of cards from the past many years that we've prayed over uh, that we've collected here, but we don't get to do that now. So. Our digital prayer card is prayer at c3ak.com. Send us an email. That'll go to our prayer team. And uh, we love to pray for you and with you. And I've uh, been really blessed by some of those that we've received these past uh, few weeks. And then sometimes you've got something going on that's maybe more confidential. You don't want to share it with a nameless prayer team. I get that. But we would still like to pray with you. And so you can email me or Pastor Jason directly. Uh, our emails are on the website. It's Pastor Tracy at c3ak.com, Pastor Jason at c3ak.com. If you email one of us, we'll share it with each other, and the two of us will pray for you and lift our voices on your behalf. And we love to do that. Uh, really, just so honored when you give us that opportunity. And uh, other than that, I, want to, I do want to say thank you to the tech crew this morning. They had a lot on their shoulders, and they're weathering it. Uh, Vicki is back there, and Jeremy and Jason is, is riding the media table uh, this morning, Sam at the sound. Got Jan over here as the chat master, and, uh, and then here we go. All right, so in a perfect world where everything works like it's supposed to, the words will be here on the screen behind me. And we'll invite you to sing along with us, invite you to stand if you'd like. I'm uh, just going to lift our voices to the Lord here. Let me pray for us as we start. Father, you are so good to us. In the midst of 
of weird mornings like this when things don't go the way that we planned is when you show up the best uh, because you remind us that ultimately it's about you and it's for you and it's because of you and by you. And uh, Lord, we want to offer our best and sometimes our best gets weird, but you get in the middle of it and it's great. So Lord, that's what we're asking. That's what I'm asking this morning in Jesus' name is that you just get in the middle of us in this place here in person, those who are joining us from their homes or wherever they might be, Lord, that will genuinely and authentically lift our voices in praise to you this morning and that we will seek your presence among us. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. 
Just 
cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. Soon us with your majesty. 
Stop. <laughs> I get that many laughs from just sup. Boy, we're gonna have a good morning. So it seems way loud. We're not in the book of Mark this morning. We're uh, we're gonna put the brakes on Mark a little bit just because you know you can only go through so long um, doing kind of the same. Same series before, it's kind of like kids in homeschooling on the computer. You just, and people tune out, and we don't want that for you. And uh, we thought it would be good if we did, you know, some good news, because God knows we could use some good news. Because I tell you, um, I think I mentioned this before, late March, early April, I was on the phone with Jan, and... um, she was like, she was like, you know, um, I wonder if maybe this isn't like the beginning of the end. And I was like, no, this is, you know, the Bible, and it's going to be so bad when the end, the end comes. And now we're like four months after that, and uh, I wake up every morning listening for trumpets because the first four months of uh, 2000 uh, 2020 came in, and uh, we were like, dang. But, okay, all right, that's, I mean, you know, we got, we, we, remember we started out with, like, wildfires in Australia, remember, and the koala bears? And then it was vir, uh, uh, virus murder hornets or murder hornets virus, I can't remember. But we got through those first four months, and it was like, all right, you know, that's got to be, and then the next four months was like, <laughs> dude, hold my alcoholic adult beverage, I got this. Somehow, I think we got this mindset that, you know, New Year's Eve 2021, and it's just like, boom, okay, we're into 2021, it's okay, everything's all right now, we made it. Folks, we still got four months to go in 2020. We still got four months to go, and I think those last four months are like looking at the first, first four and the second four going, amateurs, let the pro in. You're saying like, like an asteroid, like around election day. And there's, there's a little, little, little tiny part in here going, dear God, let your aim be good. Because, you know, I don't need to wake up Christmas morning and find out, you know, Godzilla, who knew? But good news. We could use some good news. We could use some encouragement. Um, you know, this was going to be a rough year to begin with because... You know, it's, it's election seasons, and that's, you know, that's never good news. That's, uh, and we didn't, even have, we didn't even have the Olympics to offset things. Darn it. So I was thinking, you know, what, what, is, what is the good news? What is some encouragement? What, is, what does the Bible say that can uplift us? I'm going to try to move this up a little bit, see what that does. And, um, and I, I want to go with this. Let, from the book of Lamentations. Here's some good news from the book of Lamentations. Because that's what 2020 is. In 2020, you can go to Lamentations and find good news in there. <laughs> Lamentations, chapter 3, starting in verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. 
His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And I want to look specifically at this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. His mercies are new every morning. And his mercies, mercies, a noun, his mercies, these things are new every morning. Generally, we think his mercy is like, like a verb to, to, I'm going to be mercy. I'm going to give mercy. Now, I give a noun, and that's right. That's how English works. But we, we think of mercy as just this vague, nebulous thing. And I was like, what are those mercies? What are those things that he gives new every day? And I started going through and I started looking at what, what, what could some of those mercies be? And there were a lot. Amen. There were a lot. I mean, and uh, quite honestly, I'll send out uh, something in the newsletter later this week that goes into depth on a few more of them. I only picked three this morning. Uh, and those were kind of like my favorite three of like the top ten. Um, and these are what I want to share with you but here. These mercies, this good news, this is good news. And these mercies, these things I'm going to share, and the additional things I'll share later in this week in the newsletter, these are the good news of the kingdom of God. And, and almost none of them say you can go to heaven and not go to hell. You see, when we reduce the good news to you go to heaven and don't go to hell, we, we keep so much, uh, so many other things out. There's so much good news that has nothing to do with not going to hell when you die. There's so much in the good news that has something to say about the little hell so many of us live in each and every day. And what I want you to know about the good news about these mercies that are new every day is they extend not just to the, the big societal things of 2020. They apply to those little things that, that you were dealing with last year, that you dealt with the year before, and those things you're dealing with now that you know or you're going to be dealing with next year and that there's no vaccine for. Those little aches, those little hurts, those little tragedies that you suffer with, maybe in silence, that nobody knows about, that there's no cure for. And time is not necessarily going to make them better. And these are the things that the good news of Jesus Christ can address. So the good news, the mercies that are new every day. One, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That is a mercy that is new every morning because that says, because he makes us new, we are no longer bound by the definitions of the past, of our past. Whatever labels have been handed to us, whatever, whatever definitions have been placed on our lives about who we are, 
whatever people have said about you that you have carried with you all your life as a burden, whatever label you have put on yourself, whatever it is that causes you to think, I'm, I'm not good enough and I'm, I'm not, I deserve these bad things that happen, that all goes away. That's the past because that's not who you are. Each morning, he makes you new each and every day. And so whatever you thought you were, whatever they thought you were from way back then, that is not a definition that applies anymore. Whatever mistakes you made yesterday, whatever cutting comments you endured yesterday, that is not true today because you are something new. And because you are made something new by the Father of heaven, it's his definition that matters. It's his definition that is new each and every morning, and it's a gift he gives to you. And he's like, no, 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 you're not ugly. No, you're not stupid. You're not worthless. You are a child of the Father of heaven. And you are worthy because I say you're worthy. And you are valuable because I say you are valuable. And the scales can only offset what he says about us when we let other things matter more. He makes us something new each and every morning. And in doing that, he makes us worthy. And he sets the value. He gets to say what we're worth. And what he says he worth, he says we are worth is a price like no other. He says we are worth the death of his one and only begotten son. And it's a price he paid, they paid, gladly. And each morning you wake up, no matter what things were like yesterday, you can wake up knowing I am a child of God. And in that, it comes with all the promises that he associates with it. Each and every morning, his mercies are new. And one of those mercies is that you are a new creation. You are not beholden to yesterday. Mercy number two. Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. I was listening to this story. I, I saw this article. Uh, uh, for those that don't know, I don't know who he is. There was an actor named Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. And uh, according to, to all reports, he was just, um, as an individual, he was a fine, fine fine human being. Um, and his, his career was cut very short by his death at the age of 43. And uh, it, it finds out after the fact that in the last four years, when he was making some of his biggest um, hit pictures, he was doing so while going through um, colorectal cancer. And nobody knew. And I saw an interview with, uh, he, he did a movie, it was called The Five Bloods. I have not seen it yet, it's a Vietnam flick, it's on Netflix. 
But uh, in the movie, he is with some other older actors. And uh, one of the actors, um, you know, they were on set, they were filming, and he's texting with his wife, and his wife's like, Black Panther, what's he like? And it turns out that uh, at the time, on set, Chadwick Boseman, he had like a personal assistant, he had a masseuse, he had um, two or three other individuals who, you know, between takes, they're rubbing his feet and, and giving him massages and rubbing his back. And the actor um, is texting his wife back, and he's like, I don't know, I think this, uh, I think the whole Black Panther thing sort of went to his head. He seems a little precious to me. He seems a little, little full of himself. Completely unaware of the battle that Chadwick Boseman was going through. Unaware that it was those between breaks when people were working on his back and his feet and tending to him and feeding him the right diet that was allowing him, in spite of the ravages of cancer that was devouring his body, that enabled him to keep going. And so many of us, maybe not to that degree, so many of us have our own personal, private, quiet battles we wage each and every day that nobody else knows about. And we, we go through these on our own and we feel like there's just no way. And what Jeremiah just told us is God knows your battle. God is bigger than your battle. Whatever it is you tend with each and every day, Whatever that conflict is, whatever that battle is, whatever that war is, whatever conflict it is that is destroying your soul, and he is bigger. There is nothing that can confront you in this life that is not subject to God. He is bigger. He will see you through. He will carry you through your battle. Each and every day. And when we talk about these mercies being due every day, it's literally something you can wake up, you can wake up in the morning and you can have that thought before your feet hit the floor that whatever I'm going through today, I go through with God and He will see me through every day. There doesn't come a point when God's like, ah, you know what, there is just so much on my books today. I am going to need you to go ahead and just handle this one on your own. In spite of what you tell yourself, there is never a day when God says to you, go ahead and take this one on your own. I've got other things to deal with. And then third... Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, I'm strong. 
It's counterintuitive, but it works. Go with me on this. Years ago, years and years and years and years and years ago, when I was a, a slightly younger man than I am now, uh, I had a, I don't know if I expected to laugh there or not. Um, <laughs> friend who was, he was in the midst of transforming a warehouse space into an apartment. Tracy knows. And um, this warehouse space, uh, prior to him moving in, let's just say we had to throw away a lot of grow lights. But before that, <clears throat> and it never occurred to me that these places existed, though obviously they must, it had been a tiling school. So literally, literally every surface in this space was covered with tile. Mosaics everywhere. And not good mosaics. I mean, I, maybe it was a tiling school for like six-year-olds. I don't know. But it was horrifying. And so, me, I might have moved in and gone, can, can you paint tile? That's a thing, right? No, 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 no. We have to remove all the tile. All right, so we spent days with, with chisels, with scrapers, scraping tile off the walls. But there ended up being one wall where, I don't know, the various gradients of tile, glue, whatnot, this wall ended up with, there was just no drywall left. I mean, drywall had to be replaced. And fortunately, I had absolutely no experience, knowledge, or understanding of drywall. So... Uh, but my friend was sure that with his knowledge and uh, me being there to help, that we could get, you know, it was like two pieces of drywall. Mud it, tape it, paint it. I didn't know what mud it, tape it, paint I knew paint. I was like, okay, we'll do this. So we're in there. We take out the old drywall. That's the easy part. And we start putting in new drywall. And as we're putting in the new drywall, the actual owner of the warehouse big, burly old Swedish guy. It's just, he's doing other stuff. And I can feel, I can feel his eyes on the back of my head every time he would go by. And we're doing our thing, and he's, he's walking by, and he'd do this over here, and then he's walking by, and I just, like this. And, and every time he went, you could, it was getting worse. He didn't say anything at first. It was just getting worse, and I could feel it. And then, and then it was... Oh. And, and then, then it came to a point where the walking stopped. And, and I just... And just, just the scowl. I mean, the scowl could have melted tile from the walls. And we're like, okay, okay we're going to... Uh, and finally, there came a point where I think there was actual physical contact. And, yeah, you boys don't know what you're doing. And, and he comes in and he starts drywalling by himself. Not only does he not ask for help, he makes it readily apparent he does not want any assistance we might offer because he'll get it done faster and better if we don't help. 
So now this big, burly, old 60-something Swedish man is in here, and he's drywall, and, and, and we're kind of like, uh, so pizza? <laughs> so we leave. We, not just order in, we leave for pizza. And we're like, Leo, you want in? No, no. Leo doesn't want anything. We go. We go get pizza. We sit. We eat for an hour. We come back. It's done. It's done. Not just done like the drywall's in and everything's cleaned up. See, that's not how God deals with us, though. When you're dealing with things, when you're having difficulties, when you're trying to handle things on your own, God is never going to just bust in on you and push you out of the way and go, would you, would you just let me deal with this? Because that's not, that's not who God is. God's not pushy. God's not insistent. God's not demanding. God is a good father. And so, so when, when we're dealing in our weakness and our limitedness, and our inability, and we're trying to handle things that are beyond us to handle, and we're not, God's right behind us, and he's, he's trying to cheer us on, and he's like, you know, he's like the performance parent. He wants you to do so good, knowing full well you're trying something that's beyond you, and God's behind you. Good job, buddy, as you're making a total mess of things. And it's not until we recognize, we realize, we confess our weakness. It's not until we get to the point where we go, incapable of handling this thing. Can't do this. I don't know how. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to deal with this situation. God, please just, just. And maybe we get to the point where we can't even express because that's what the Spirit does. The Spirit expresses the words that we ourselves can't express. And it's when we get to the point where we cast all our cares on Him because He cares for us. And we say, would you please just, just help? Just, I don't know. I've got nothing left. And that's the point where God rolls up His sleeves and goes, you have no idea how long I've been waiting for you to say that. You have no idea, my child, how desperately I have longed to help you and assist you and aid you and deal with this on your behalf, but you just wouldn't let me. Each and every morning we wake up, we have to realize, we get to realize that one of his mercies that are made new every day is that whatever lies before us in the day is his to handle. See, he already knew what this day was going to hold before we ever laid down our heads the night before. Tonight, as you go to bed, you can realize God already knows what Monday morning has in store for you. Focus on starting with coffee because he's got the rest handled. There's nothing you confront in your life on a day-by-day -day basis that you have to handle on your own that God is not already well aware of and well-equipped to deal with. All he's waiting for... What are you going to do about this one? 
And then when he tells you what he's going to do about this one, be faithful and diligent and obedient to do as he says. See, life is not a big mystery. Life is not a huge adventure. Life is not a great unknown. Life, if you're smart, is merely a matter of saying, God, you go ahead, I'll follow right behind. And then follow right behind. These are the mercies that are new each and every day. These are his promises to you each and every morning. And if you can't find good news in, I don't know what help there is for you. And these are just three I picked. There's a handful more that, again, I'll share with you later this week. And I would encourage you, go through there, find them. Find the ones that apply to you. Find the ones that speak to you. Find the one that says, that is what I needed to hear at this point in my life right now. But there is something, there is a caution. There is something I want to point out. And I want to go back to Lamentations. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, number one, I will hope in him. If you live your life without hope or with hope in something other than him, your hope will come to nothing. Your hopes will be dashed. You will end up living in frustration and fear because hope in anything less than him is not hope. It's a lie. And so we are responsible to realize, to remember, to recall, to regularly remind ourselves that my hope is in Jesus Christ. My hope is not in my bank account. My hope is not in my family. My hope is not in my career. My hope is not in my credit score. My hope is not in my health. My home, my hope is in nothing less than Jesus Christ. That is your responsibility to remember. And that is your privilege and honor to be able to share that good news with all the people in your life. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him. The seeking of the Lord is our responsibility. We can't just sit back and relax and go, oh, well, God's got it. We are to seek him each and every day. We are to find him. We are to seek after him. We are to set the Lord before us. We are to keep our eye on the Father. Each and every day, I will seek after you. I will keep my eye on you. I have set me. Because he is my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, my whole being rejoices, and my flesh also dwells secure, because I have sought the Lord. In all things, whatever you're going through, as he's providing all these mercies to you, seek the Lord in all things, and he will be found. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. 
in His mercies, God will provide what you need as you need it, when you need it. He does not guarantee that what He provides is what you want. He does not guarantee that what He provides is what you You don't know what you need. In any given situation, if you are left to your own devices, what you think you need to resolve that situation will most likely make that situation worse. That is why you have to seek the Lord, because he is smarter than you. He knows more. We have got to learn to wait on him because he will show up at just the right time in just the right way with just the right thing and let me just point out it says that we should wait quietly there comes a point when it is good that we should shut up Literally and physically, there comes a point when it is good that we should find ourselves in a place where there's no radio and there's no TV and there's no uh, internet and there's no phone and there's no people and it is just us and silence and it's ugly and awful and uncomfortable at first until we get used to it. But it's in silence. See, it's in silence where where things in here get to just run free because there's nothing to distract you from that inner monologue. But it's when we let this run free that God shows up and that God starts speaking. God starts making himself known to us. God starts sharing his mercies. God starts sharing his plan. God starts giving marching orders. It starts showing you how you're going to get through what you need to get through. It's when we're quiet and without distraction that we get to know God. And in knowing God more, we love God more. And how is that? The presence and the knowledge and the love of God. How is that not perhaps the greatest gift he bestows on you? each and every day. But again, it's in us. It's on us to hope in him, to seek him, and to wait for him. And that's quite a set of gifts each and every day. Bow your heads as we close in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for, thank you for this music. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you that in all things, we are never on our own. Thank you that we can rely on your presence at all times. And I pray, Father, you would make us wise enough to rely on that presence, 
to break the habit of trying to do on our own for ourselves. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make on you. May you go from this place, this day, and each and every day, hoping, seeking, and waiting for and in the love of Jesus Christ himself. Amen. I've had this hook rolling around in my head for a couple years. It's a Charles Spurgeon quote, actually, that says, I've learned to kiss the waves that throw me up against the rock of ages. And I finished it, and I think God's timing is perfect because a lot of us may feel like uh, we're getting hit by our own waves. Um, we're handling this crisis differently. Not everybody is the same. I mean, there, are, there could be somebody watching who is, owns their company and had to lay hundreds of people off and they're wondering am I ever going to be able to hire them back what's going to happen to my business there there could be someone who lost their job today and they're wondering how am I going to pay my bills so there could be a mom wondering how am I going to get groceries for my kids it reminds me of a story where Jesus was on the water uh, and he was with his disciples and the wind and the waves picked up so badly there was such a storm that all the disciples who were used to being on the water, thought, we're going to die. I mean, so this was a pretty bad storm. And uh, interestingly enough, or ironically enough, Jesus was in the boat, but he was sleeping sound asleep. And the disciples were dying, and he was sound asleep. And they shook him, and they woke him up and said, Master, we're going to die. What's going to happen here? And he looked at him. I can imagine with a, a tender, compassionate heart saying, you have little faith. And he looks at the wind and the waves and he says, be still. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, we tend to drop our faith and lose our faith when things get hard. And understandably so, God knows that we're human. He knows that we're just dust. And so we become afraid. Like this is a storm for so many of us. And I believe Jesus would say to us what he said to the disciples, be still. And maybe the circumstances won't change for a while but he certainly can look into our waves in our heart and say, be still, and he can clothe us with his peace uh, in a time when it doesn't make sense to be at peace. He can give us sleep that is sweet. And, and so that's my prayer for you and me and my family, that um, no matter how the waves might pick up, that Jesus would speak peace to our hearts. Kiss the waves that throw me up against the rock of ages, and I have found it to be true. No matter how I hurt, the pain is never wasted. It's when I'm broken I can say. I feel him nearest then, hear the sweetest voice, reminding me again, that God
let you go. So goodbye, fear, my Abba's here. It heals me just to know I am His child. So I think I'll let Him hold me for a while. He hears my faintest cries for him And delivers me from all my troubles And though I'm weak with so much need He's not ashamed of me and I'm so humble He's always been my hiding place my refuge from the storm He gives me grace and fills me with The strength to carry on Oh, cause God is good And God is love When strong winds blow He holds me close And whispers I won't let you go So I don't know about today. This young man who's the worship leader at uh, Cornerstone Church in Citrus, Florida. That boy can sing. Sounds beautiful. Well, as we close out today, let's sing one more song together, all right? That'd be okay? Pastor Jason, thank you for that word, man.
thanks everybody for being here with us today. Thank you everybody who joined us online and uh, God bless you. Have a great week and uh, Jesus loves you. Hi, Christ Community Church. This is Alan and Melissa Batts. Thank you for wanting to join in the work that God is doing in West Africa. Right now we're in Oregon. You can see some of the smoke in the background. Um, we'll be in, he'll be here for the rest of September and then I'll see you next month. So some ways that you can be praying for our family. First, Alan is gonna be preaching for the rest of September at Bonanza Community Church. Pray that he will disappear and that God will speak boldly through him. The beginning of October, our family is moving to Chattanooga, Tennessee to do a seven-week French language program. Please pray success in our language learning and that we'll make good connections while we're there. We don't know anybody <laughs> in Chattanooga, so we're praying for good ways to plug in and good relationships to be formed. And then finally, we are hoping to be able to start language school in January, but France is still not issuing visas that we need. So. Um, please pray that the country will reopen and we will be able to get our visas and start our language learning in January. And if not, then pray that God will open the door for plan B or C or D <laughs> or whatever his plan is. That's what we want to do. If you want up-to-date information on our family prayer requests throughout the week, you can visit batsabroad.com slash blog or follow us on Instagram or on Facebook. It's fun. <laughs> Well, that's all we have for you this week. Um, look forward to um, sharing with you next week. See ya.